family members and friends, I greet you all in Jesus' name. Now, it, it is with a little bit of nervousness and a whole heap of thankfulness that I stand as valedictorian for the class of 2020. Now, over the past several terms, we the students of Jubilee School of Impartation, JSI for short, have learned many things. One very important lesson we have learned is that perseverance with priors conquers a whole lot of things. Perseverance with God Almighty in the boat, we will do mighty things for God. Now, even classes after a hard day's work is not easy, but it pays off. We started off with a, a large number that is sitting with us now, but with various and for various reasons, um, we are now at the number that we are at. Some are not here because of various reasons. And I must say that COVID-19 cannot be blamed for that. Now, we the graduates are privileged to have three of the best teachers, and we would like to thank them. <laughs> Principal Maud Robinson, fondly called Auntie Maud, who taught topics such as spiritual formation. We were not very happy with that one, I can tell you that much because Auntie Maud likes to dig. And I think she enjoyed the fact that we had to do a timeline beginning at age six. I, I did not enjoy it, and I'm sure most of us didn't. But Principal Maud insisted and got her paper. She did. Now, this lady is serious about her Jesus and her assignments. Don't let her little high hon, okay, sweetie, fool you she wants our work and she's going to get it now there are many many things that auntie maud taught us but most of all is that jesus should be the anchor of not only your life but your soul now minister jim monroe mr cool gets his points across and his assignments done in various ways. Sometimes it is by an impromptu interview. I, 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 I wouldn't say that in fast, but some counselors, <laughs> they ask some very strange questions. No, Minister Monroe taught his lessons, asking questions, having little dramas, having some you know, what we would call presentations. But anyway, you will think about it, he's going to get the work done. Very subtle, that gentleman. But he teaches the lesson through various ways, and he gets his assignments through various ways. We want to thank Aunt Maud. We want to thank um, Minister Monroe for allowing us the challenge of learning about family matters, learning about how to cross several Jordans that we have in our lives, and learning about the Lord Jesus. Apostle Wayne Palmer taught Bible courses with wisdom, much patience, and made the Bible come alive. 
be, um, Pastor or Apostle Wayne, as we call him, he made the Bible come alive by giving us the facts from way back when. We learn when the Song of Solomon talk about um, eyes like turtle dove. We learn what it meant when Jesus carried the cross because he was not the only cross bearer at the time. But Apostle Wayne taught us just how different this particular cross carrying was. He made us understand that the Bible must be read, must be interpreted, and must, the pages must be applied to our daily lives as we learn. His passion for the word of God made us want to seek information on our own. And his research papers were not very hard. They might have been long, but they taught us so much about the culture of the times and the settings of the Bible. It taught us so much about the fact that these people in the Bible were men just like ourselves, women just like ourselves. And I want to say that sometimes we talk about men alone, but the women were stalwart women. They were good women. They were teachers and carriers of the word. So Apostle Paul, uh, Palmer kept us on track. We are still on track and we intend to stay on track with the words. As a group, we met we stormed, and then we normed. You know, the storming is, I don't like our ways. Mostly women, so you know how it goes. Um, so why she had to talk already? But after a while, we normed. We understood each other. We began loving each other and knowing each other. So we became a group, a formidable group. Whatever topic was raised, Sister Donna, who is not here, she had a story. It don't matter what you're talking about. Sister, Sister Donna had a story. And I don't know if that is why she was always hungry. But our next thing was, anybody have anything for eat? Sister, you carry anything for eat? And she not stop until she gets something to eat. The good thing about it is that Sister Onika, who is a very humble and motherly type, always have something in her bag. So Sister Donna always gets something to eat. And Sister Jillian, she is the little lady that um, is always begging, Auntie Maud, so we have to carry in all of it one time. Brother Monroe, this, 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 this. So we couldn't shorten it. And then she will go down to Apostle Wayne and she don't think she can manage. And, and that look, and Brother and Pastor would tell her, I am not sending out chickens. And that would shut her up. The, the, the assignment would come in and the work would be done. Um, Sister Wainet, she opposes everything. I don't know if Sister Wainet is a politician, but Sister Wainet opposes everything. And whether you think it is simple or it is hard, Sister Wainet is going to oppose it. The good thing about it is that our opposition always start a lively discussion and persons like Sister Keon would say to her, all right, now Sister Wainet, you get it? Well, all of us will learn to love and respect the fact that when Sister Wainet oppose, we try to think a little harder. Now, Jubilee School of Impartation is open entry, open exit. This is 
um, registration goes on all the time. You can come in. It is open entry. So everybody sitting here this morning can apply. Open exit. We will wait because you see Sister Sonia here. I think I'm from 2017, me start. And I did one term this year, one term the other year, and the next year I'm going abroad on vacation. And I am here. I don't care what anybody wants to say. I am here. I'm with 2020 graduation team, and I am here. No. Open entry, open exit. So everyone is invited. It doesn't matter. You are going to say, well, September has gone already. We take students every time, every month of the year. Anyone who wishes to make the word truly become a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, this Bible school is the place to be. Now we are saying thanks to our supportive family members because without them, nothing would have been possible and we wouldn't be here this morning. So we thank our family members and friends who have supported. So the present students, oh, it's a beautiful set of present students we have. We will not be able to call them by name or I am wondering, Tanisha, Sherelle, Shireen, Michelle, uh, Lila, uh, Latanya, Netanya, oh, oh, Jessie, I am sorry, my dear, Jessania, she's the little one in brown that did the lead song. Now, Jessie and all the members of the present class, the new kids on the block, uh, well, now I've called your names. I am going to express our gratitude for your time and your love and your help. And at, at your graduation, we are going to be here with bells ringing. Now, we say to the graduates, I leave with you the words of the great apostle Paul to go out, press towards the mark of the high calling of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and I thank you. We now invite Brother Joe Marie Sims, also a past student of the Jubilee School of Impartation, to minister to us in song. Make him welcome. Make him welcome. Hallelujah. morning everyone good morning um just like to share this song with you it is entitled shepherd and um as graduates moving forward as just children of god you know we need our shepherd yes in the process in the waiting you're making melodies over me and your prayer 
presence is the promise for I am a pilgrim on a journey for you will lift my head above the mighty waves and you are able to keep me from soul take my hand and lead me on you make my footsteps and my path secure so walking on water is just the beginning you make my faith to rise, to stand at attention, for you are calling me to greater things, for you will lift my head above the mighty waves, and you are the strength that wells up from within oh shepherd of my soul take my hand and lead me on for you will lift my head above the
Hallelujah. As we ask the Lord to lead us and to lead the graduates of the class of 2020. Hallelujah. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's such a joyful day today in the Lord as we are sending out our fellow students into the world. This morning, I'd like to introduce to us, to you, our keynote speaker, who is by no means any stranger to us. He's Pastor Barrington Pearson. Pastor Pearson has been walking with the Lord for the past 22 years. He has served in the capacity of Minister of Sons of Issachar, which is the men's ministry, and Deacon right here at the Jubilee Worship Center. He's currently the co-pastor of our sister church at Jubilee Worship Center, and that's in Fraser's content, along with his beautiful wife, Minister Paulette Pearson. He is the father to three wonderful children, Shanice, Camille, and Josh. Let us just stand and give him a warm welcome as he comes to impart the word of God, this mighty man of value. JSI in particular, speaking to you guys first. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, who are you and what have you done with my apostle Wayne Farmer? Am I right? Yes, I am right. I assure you I'm here with his blessing. He called me just yesterday and asked me to come and speak at your graduation and after about 10 seconds of deliberation I said okay <laughs> and 
I said okay for one particular reason. I see it as an honor or a privilege for Apostle Wayne, my friend, my mentor, my pastor, my teacher, to ask me to come and minister to a group of graduating students from a Bible institution for the first time in my life. Now, if Pastor Wayne thinks that I'm capable of doing that, then I can. So it is indeed a privilege. So I'm justifying my presence to you. Um, the valedictorian mentioned that registration is open at all times, right? Good. Because I noticed that the graduating class and the students are all females. So, that has to change. So I pause to prophesy. But before I do that, I just want to shift just a bit with your permission, Auntie Maud. JSI is Jamaica School of Impartation. Not Jamaica. Jubilee. I'm just checking if you're paying attention. <laughs> Jubilee School of Impartation, JSI. I'm going to just tweak it a little bit. And says, Jesus said it. So when I say because, everybody in here say, Jesus said it. Okay. Oh, amen? I declare that by the end of the registration process in this year, the student population of JSI will be filled with Ezekiel's, Elijah's, Jeremiah's, Nehemiah's, Joshua's, David's, Paul, Peter, Timothy's, because I declare that JSI will have its accreditation because I declare that the school will be completed in very short order because thank you let us pray father we thank you for your goodness your kindness your faithfulness towards us we're reminded in your word in psalm 8 who is man that you are mindful of him the son of man that you visit. Father, we thank you that your Holy Spirit has visited us today. And we pray that the eyes of our understanding will be open so that your word will be clearly understood in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we just commit this day to you right now. We commit the students to you. We commit the entire congregation to you. And we say, Father, we pray for your blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Now, I have two passages of scripture that we want to look at. The first is Jeremiah 15. You can quickly go to it. Second one is um, Revelation 10, 10 and 11. But we look at Jeremiah 15, verse 16, first and foremost. And it says, Thy words were found, and I did eat them, 
and thy word was unto me the joy and the rejoicing of mine heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord, God of hosts. Jeremiah 15, verse 16. Revelation 10, 10 and 11. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it. And it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. So the word for this morning is the word. Now, I remember a couple of years ago, my wife was doing a teaching on the word and she actually asked me for an acronym for, that she could use. And I thought about it for a while and I said, it just came to me, Mr. Sam. So I told her, Mr. Sam. Because she had it, everything written down and jumbled up. And I looked at it and I saw Mr. Sam. You know, David is the psalmist. He's a word man, right? So, Mr. Sam. M, meditate. R, read. P, preach. Oh, Sam spell again. S, study. A, apply. L, listen. M, meditate. Mr. Sam. That's what the word should mean to us. That's what we should do. So when it says study to show yourself approved, we have to, the word sh should be so important to our lives that we have to have it applied onto our lives for us to be effective ministers. Now, the graduates in particular, you should know that you are basically ambassadors of the kingdom. You know that, right? And of, and of course, for the class as well. And an ambassador basically represents a kingdom, a king. But the unique thing about an ambassador is that he doesn't communicate his opinion. That's not relevant. He must represent the opinion of a king or a kingdom. So an ambassador to Jamaica must re represent the law and constitution of Jamaica. So he cannot go into a country and say, I think we should try driving on the right instead of the left. No. We drive on the left. That's our law. That's our constitution. We, uh, you as ambassadors represent a king. And you must be guided by his constitution, his laws, his word. You agree with me? So the word must be critical to your ministry. It must be critical to your lives. Constantly. So if you think of Mr. Sam, you have to continuously be meditating and reading it and preaching or proclaiming or studying it, applying it, listening to it, meditating on it. Because that is what you will be feeding your spirit. So in these passages, both Jeremiah and Revelation, it actually said, I ate 
the scroll. I ate the book. I ate the law. Basically, I ate the word. Now, I'm asking you, please, do not go and tell anybody that Pastor B.G. said I must eat my Bible. That will call it, cause indignation all kind of problem. But you have, you, you, you see, when Jeremiah eat and, and John eat in Revelation, that word eat, the Hebrew and the Greek in New Testament is mean a call means to feed or consume. So you're feeding yourself with the word. You're consuming the word even as the word consumes you. So it has to be a part of your spirit. So the word is as sweet as honeycomb. Of course. You ever go on a nice Bible study or prayer meeting and word just a drop and you just enjoy it. I'm looking for Patrick. I don't see Patrick. Word sweet. You ever hear that term? Even David mentioned it in Psalm 19. Sweet as honeycomb. Because when you think about the word of God, it's, it's a, a doctrine of grace, of peace, of salvation. The word is a doctrine of, of righteousness, a doctrine of forgiveness, hope, life. That is sweet. You agree? But guess what? The same word can be a word of judgment, wrath, rebuke. And you probably can't help me with some of the adjectives. So, Jeremiah was, select, was chosen very early. Probably a teenager or just um, beyond. It's a young man. Right? And he gave quite a bit of excuse to God for not being qualified or able to carry out this mandate. And God had to assure him that I will put the words in your mouth. With all the excuse, I am but just a youth. You see, we have young graduates among us that graduating on today's graduation day, the actual day, the 8th of August, no, August 30, 2020. Even that is significant. I'm a numbers person, so just forgive me. August is the 8th month, right? 8th means new beginning. 30 represents ministry. A priest has to be at least 30 years old to start the priesthood. That's why Jesus has to wait until my 30 before he started ministry. He's a great high priest. 20 is the number of redemption in scripture. So 2020 is double redemption. So even the very date is prophesying to you guys. There's a new beginning in your ministry in a year of double redemption. Thank you. So Jeremiah was chosen from very early and he was prepared for that ministry. But he was chosen at a time when his job was to prophesy to Israel about a pending doom and destruction and going into captivity. Nothing sweet about it. There was no good news for them. If you continue on this path, then this is what the Lord is going to do. And that was his job. But 
his attitude towards the word was a bit different because he cherished the word in such a way that he saw it as joy. If we look at um, 16 again. Thy word was unto me joy and rejoicing. Now, how can a word of destruction and doom be of joy and rejoicing? But he, was, he had such a positive attitude towards the word that his thinking was, if God say that I'm going to do this, I'm going to destroy. Let me tell you, when you look at 15 earlier in the verse, probably verse 3 or so, he said, God said, four ways I'm going to get rid of you guys. By death, of, death by death, by the sword, by famine, by captivity. There was no good news there. But how Jeremiah viewed that, he said, if I tell my people this, then they probably will repent and turn. So the word can transform their hearts. So he saw it in a positive light. So to him, that word was as honeycomb. Because that word was going to now convince persons to turn. Sadly, it did not. For his reward, he was beaten, persecuted, locked up, thrown a dungeon, tried to kill him. Now, I don't want you all to get scared that when you start talk, word people are going to persecute you too. No, it is a possibility. But what is the assurance? The assurance is right here in 15. I am called by thy name, O Lord of hosts. And because I am called by your name, you have a responsibility to protect me. And Matthew says, I will be with you always. Early in Jeremiah 1, when he was called, God says, I will be with you. I'll be your strong tower. I, you, I'll, you will be like an iron gate. And all of that. So he was guaranteed protection. I look beat up and black eye here and there and some bruises, fine. But the devil couldn't kill him. Right? And he said, I am called by your name. So it is your responsibility since you call me to take care of me. But he went a bit further. He says, oh God of hosts. Now, Jeremiah could have referred to God as Elohim, Almighty. He could have referred to him as Jehovah Jireh, his provider, or his healer, whatever it is. But when he chose the God of hosts, Jehovah Sabaoth, it means host of armies. That would tell us that his very ministry was warfare. And he needed a God of hosts to defend him. Him no want no um Jenko Jesus meek and mild for come serve him cake and care flowers and chocolate. Him need a warring God that went take on him enemies on his behalf. So he re he referred to God as God of hosts. So sometimes when we pray, we have to ask, we have to petition a particular Jehovah for, for deal with the, the issue. If you're sick, you know, ask for um something else, right? You're called Jehovah Nisi, not you? So, so that's the God that Jeremiah prayed to because he has been experiencing quite a bit of persecution just because this word that has been shut up in his bones and he now has to speak to a people. He is persecuted for it. 
So it has now become bitter in his stomach. So when we look at Revelation, and John seeing the angel with the book, with the scroll, one foot on the mountain, one foot in the sea, and God said, take this book and eat it. And when you eat it, it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. But when it reaches down a stomach, it will be bitter, sour. Now, let me tell you, the word of God cannot be sour, right? So there must be a meaning to it. What is, the, what is actually saying is, because this particular word will cause judgment and destruction, it is going to irritate your very spirit just to come and deliver that message. Just imagine... Prophetess, what I call, call her a prophetess? Just a prophet for short. Prophet Blake, Prophet Scully, Prophet McPherson, Prophet Walker Garden. That God called all four of and said, Hear the word of the Lord. I want you to go to the Prime Minister of this country, whoever it is by Thursday, I don't know. And say to that person, This is what the Lord is saying about Jamaica and how COVID are going to deal with it. And want you to tell the nation and the kings this. One third of your population are going dead. Famine are going to be on the land. Your food security are going to be wiped out. And then people are going to be in captivity. That, that's that sort of message. Just imagine God give it. Now, is that the word? It is. Is it truth? Is God's word? It must be true. But you have to deliver it. How would you feel? Joy? As Jeremiah, absolutely not. Because this is a message of doom to your nation, Jamaica. Suppose you have a loved one who was sick. And the doctor come after consultation and said, I want you to tell your loved one that they have cancer. How would you feel? Is that the truth? Absolutely. But would you do it with joy? No, bitterness. So the word becomes bitter in your stomach, in your spirit. When you have to prophesy doom over a nation, over a community, over a household, over an individual. But it's the word. So, Jeremiah had this confidence that even though my assignment is to prophesy to a nation, Israel, that they will be in captivity. And this is what will happen to them. The dogs will drag them off, according to verse 4. The birds of the air will eat their flesh. They will be taken into captivity. There's no joy in a message like that. So when you're ready to speak and to prophesy and to teach and to preach, there may not be joy in your message. But you have to deliver it anyway. Because God said it. Our JSI, Jesus said it. But you have to trust God. That the Lord of hosts will have your back. That's how important the word is. I think it was Luther who said, Without the word, I will not live in paradise. But with the word, I will live even in hell itself. That's how confident he was that the word of God will be his deliverer, his redeemer, his savior. That's how confident he was. So we have to be confident in the word of God when we 
have fed our spirits with it. Because you know, stuff grows based on what you feed it. Eh? So when we feed our spirits with the word, what is the, the result? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, self-control. That's the result of feeding your spirit with the word. Do the opposite. And I can list 17 different things that Galatians tell us that will happen to your spirit. Including murder, anger, and bitterness, and lasciviousness, and revelry, and witchcraft, all kind of something, something. So the manifestation of that spirit is based on what you feed it. So when Jeremiah and John has to eat the book, eat the scroll, Ezekiel had to eat the scroll, they had to consume the word and feed their spirit with it. Because their ministry depended on it. That's how important the word is. And it should be important to all of you in your ministry. That's how important it is. And I promised that I wouldn't be long because to tell the truth, the heat kind of thing. So, I'm not going to close with a story. Let me tell you a story. I like stories. Picture ancient days, mainland China. You know, them guys used to carry this long stick on the neck with the pots at the two ends when they carry water. You can picture that? So, them go to the water hole every day, fill the pots, walk with the long stick, back empty them out into some container. So this man goes to the well every day, draws his water, heads back home. One of the pots had a crack in it. So when he filled that with water, by the time he reached back home, the entire pot empty. Only one pot of water him carry home. That one totally empty. Leak out. And he continued to do this every day until the pot could not understand. So the pot asked the master, Master, you know that I have a crack. You know that the water leaked out by the time you reach home. Yet you continue to go to the well every day and come back home with an empty pot. Why? So the master said to the pot, have you noticed that on your side of the road, the lovely lush flowers in bloom all along the pathway leading to the house? And the pot never really recognized until he looked and said, oh, yes. He said, well, you have been watering those flowers all this time. And those flowers are now a blessing to somebody else. So even with your imperfection, God is able to use you to accomplish a task. So do not see yourselves as young graduates and you have inexperience and you can't prophesy like Pastor Mel and you can't preach like Patrick and you can't praise like BGP, I mean, Michelle Evans. <laughs> or you can't pray like Pastor Pearson because me, I am young and but a child. No, even with your imperfections, God is still able to use you to accomplish, to be a blessing to somebody else. So do not shortchange yourselves. You are anointed. Jeremiah said, I am called by your name, O God of hosts. And if you call me, you enlist me, 
You have made provisions. Listen, you know, Pastor Mel, when this, a soldier go up and listen to the army, you know the only thing care of them toothbrush? You don't know that? When an army enlists the army, when a soldier enlists as a new recruit, only him toothbrush is allowed to carry. The army provides everything. Every piece of clothes, accommodation, pay, everything that he needs is the army provided. When God enlists you all, you see because you're going to eat word, just walk with the toothbrush. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, should I call Pastor Pearson to come and pray for the... My better half? Don't they stop? Eh? Not yet? Oh, someone that don't preach it. Just me? Or just close? You see, me, me inexperienced too, no, when I first sued me. When I sued me, take time with me, do. So, we'll close. Can we all stand? I'm excited about the new enrollment of your male students. We'll call them forth in the name of Jesus. It's time for us to take our rightful place. The first time David was out of position, a pure problem. I'm going to look where I'm not to look, see where I'm not to see, do where I'm not to do. Bag of things. Pure problem. In so much as God said, you will not even be allowed to build my temple. Solomon going to do it. Your hands too bloody. Because he was out of position. We cannot afford to have the men in this nation being such, find themselves in positions in a betting shop and bar and brothel and, and street and dig out and mingle. The result is 84% are incarcerated young men. Prison them there. Because of bad decisions. So the men have to be in their position. So we declare that JSI, Jesus said it, will have an enrollment. They are outnumber the females. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you again for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your patience. And Father, we pray that as the army that you have enlisted, that have passed their inspection, their mifkad, that you now will commission into service in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you have filled them with your word. They have consumed and fed their spirit with your word. So they are now able to carry out their mandate effectively. In the name of Jesus, we declare salvation. So saved when they open their mouth and speak. In, the, in, in Revelation, it actually says, you shall prophesy to nations, to kings, to a people, to languages. So as you dispatch them throughout the four corners of this world, 
Even if you want to bypass Jamaica, you no know, give them no training and send them straight to China and, and, and Croatia and Japan. Your word will be their strong tower. You have prepared them for ministry by your word. And Father, we thank you for what you have done. Pastor Melody used, as chairman, used about seven or eight words to describe this group. The last one she used was quality. With your permission, I'd like to add one more. And that one more is special. And let me tell you why. In a year 2020, that will forever be remembered in the history of mankind for all kinds of reasons. You have a body of cohorts who could survive lockdown. They could endure curfew. Their livelihood was affected. They can't work. Some of them have a homeschool them trouble making picnic. And yet, through all of that, they, they also had to be antisocial and practice social distancing. So throughout all of that, they were still able to run the race, to fight the good fight. And we see now that they are graduates throughout all of those challenges. So I'd like to add special to that. Father, we thank you that you have selected a special group. And we pray that they will be an example and the glory of this institution. Persons will ask them, where are you study? Now they can have two answers. They can say, I have been with Jesus. Or they can say, I have been at JSI. More likely, they must say both of them. Because Jesus is at JSI. <laughs> Jesus said it. So Father, we thank you. We honor you. We adore you. And we say thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.